Hey, what's up? This is Christos Andrews from the Bay, survived the game and the magic. I'm sitting here with Elias in the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. You A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Christos, welcome to the cave. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, Elias. Oh, no problem. Uh, great career so far for you. 11-time Emmy winner, man. You just keep going, you keep going up the ranks. I really appreciate the acknowledgement to it, and I attribute that to the good team that I'm surrounded by, the family kind of uh, team. And uh, it allows us to be safe with the, you know, the creativity and the artwork we get to do. So, yeah, the viewers and listeners have seen you on The Bay. You had a, just had a new holiday movie, uh, The Magic which got mm-hmm. released on a VOD, um, Breakout, Survive the Game. You've done almost everything, even skateboarding champion. Do you take any <laughs> breaks? Do you take any breaks at all in life? Uh, it's still on the bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I take breaks. I mean, I, uh, I guess I, I'll, I'll take some time, you know, to do nothing for a bit, just meditate. Yeah. It, it helps to bring everything into the right perspective so you can move forward with that kind of a strength in your step where you see the big picture. I do like to focus on like, you know, if I get it sort of hooked on doing one thing, I'll, I'll do it to the nth degree to make sure I can like really experience what it is. And it's not even more about the achievement to it than it is about the, what you learn. Like, I feel like the highest form of doing is learning. It applies the most purpose to what you're doing. If you're learning and you're, being gratified by a greater understanding as you do it. So I feel like I'm just very, very lucky and fortunate that I've managed to sort of stumble into a few things and they are completely separate, like skateboarding and, and acting and, right. and, and and directing. It's, they're different. I mean, the latter three are more similar than the first, which is skateboarding, extreme sports stuff, but really it's the same discipline you apply. It's you, you have a genuine, yearning to understand what really makes this whole thing work and what can you really gain at heart out of it how did so how did like how did you decide this is what you wanted to get into like in the acting world how did how do you go from like skateboarding into like okay i'm done with skateboarding let's do this next <laughs> it's funny isn't it yeah it seems like i was just like all right done with that chapter next no it was uh definitely I believe in uh, like sort of a subtle, peaceful transitioning period. Mm. I don't like to say goodbye to one thing without fully being, or not fully, because it's a sort of mm, give or take percentage rate. But I like, I, I, I was skateboarding and I still am a skateboarder at heart. I always will be. That's always going to be me. Um, it's nice to do it leisurely rather than uh, my profession. I have to, whether or I like it or not, it's, 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 I'm very grateful in retrospect of that fact. But I didn't just like let it go and reject it right away I, and make a new decision. I was, I, uh, it's always been a part of me and it will always be a part of me. And it, it was like just literally the action of skateboarding has, it just slowly kind of withered out of as the action of 
acting and getting more immersed into filmmaking, television. It just was a gradual process, which was very good. It was, it's important to be more subtle than extreme when it comes to the heart and what you're really focused on, what, what makes you passionate. Like, of course, certain things can surge up and they can be an extreme choice, but I like, I, I chose to do it subtly and, and not like a whole big rejection, reacceptance. It it's not like, it wasn't a, I woke up one day and just made that choice. I definitely, it was over the course of a couple of years. And uh, I, it's really out of me going with the flow of life. I believe things happen for a reason. Uh, you bump into people for a reason, you bump into opportunities that for a reason that you, you might as well make them, you know, to just do the best you can each opportunity. No, you put your part in, you put your effort into it. Here it is. It's like, all right, this consider it a divine uh, occurrence and honor it with the best effort. And one thing leads to another. And that's literally where I'm at. It's been one thing leading to another. What a ride so far, though. Yeah, a ride I'm really grateful for. Really grateful for. So, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Bay. Like, how did that happen for you? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I, well, it's, I guess what started when I met Gregory, uh, he came into my mom's art gallery in Marina Del Rey. Okay. She was having an event. Yeah. Uh, I would always be there. I'd support my mom, of course, and her artwork's beautiful. She's beautiful. God bless her. She's passed, but she's an angel around always um, in a profound way beyond what can be described. But back to the point of how I began with the Bay, it's Gregory walked into our art gallery at an event and uh, my mom's publicist introduced us and my mom always wanted me to pursue the arts more, even more than she was worried about me getting too injured in extreme sports and stuff. And every time I'd introduce myself to, or she'd introduce me to someone and then I'd, they'd say, well, what, what are you up to? Or whatever. I was just like a kid. It's like, I'm skateboarding. And then she'd follow it up each time with, and he's going to grow out of it one day. <laughs> I think she incepted me subconsciously with that one because it, it actually came to be. But I, I knew I was doing an honor to my mom, which is like the opposite of a conventional parent who wants you to, you know, go study, go, you know, learn, you know, to go to law school, go right. to doctor, you know, finance, whatever. She, she uh, on purpose encouraged me to pursue the arts and say I could always go back to school your family's all gone to school. Your grandfather's got seven letters after his name, Cambridge, Oxford, all that. And they don't really say it really, they, they could have made decisions otherwise and their life would have been even more happy anyway. So she kind of had that feeling, but she left me open to it, but it, it was enough for me to brew about it. And uh, again, I was just going with the flow of life's circumstances and uh, just, Gregory walked into mom's art gallery. I know she already wanted it. And she told him, I, I guess she told her publicist or one way or another, her publicist uh, introduced me to become an actor kind of a thing. And, mm. uh, 
And I just started to do a little bit of training and acting courses, which I kind of did a little bit here and there through the years. My mom had me in plays, um, but Gregory ended up just casting me on the Bay after a trial period of acting classes and all that stuff uh, that we did. And uh, he just gave me a lot of faith because he said, look, uh, you've got something. I That's believe awesome. in you. Yeah, and he cast me as a very small role at first, uh, which grew and, and uh, the producing team and stuff, they expanded on the role. And over time, the role actually, and with the audience reaction and stuff, they uh, expanded the role to uh, front burner. And I was very grateful for that. And it's been a perfect, process where it started small and it grew and it grew and I feel like I grew with this process and it's interesting because you said you mentioned you have a, like a small role then all of a sudden like you're playing two roles on a show <laughs> yeah I know it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy it's true it's like <laughs> I uh that's my same reaction because uh that the other role I was opposed to it I was not wanting to do it because I was like, enough's enough. Like I'm already front burner. I'm already like being, I'm, I'm the one they submit for lead actor with the front burner story. It's enough. Like I, why am I about to duplicate and be another? And so I just thought, thought it was a bit cheesy, but it came to the point that they recast the role enough times that they asked me to do the solid of just doing the role. Just you do it. It might as well be an identical twin. It's already a twin. It was yeah. a twin. Um, but now it just, it was rewritten to be where the fraternal twin was an imposter to hire by the actual. And it was a, it, they made it real though. It was nice. Mm. And the important thing to me was, all right, if I'm going to do this, this is like 90 something percent backfire uh small percentage a good bet a good go because i i'm already the lead i'm already whatever you know i'm already uh, there's enough 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 and then playing your own evil twin it's such a mm. it's such a risk because it's kind of cheesy in my I, I not to be cynical but i'm i gotta keep it real i gotta just be like dude i'm like i'm a skater at heart i'm we're always <laughs> kind of like that you know yeah. <laughs> what i'm like i'm playing my own evil to hmm i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know and they're like they we this is the third recast they, they're not you know uh giving it what we need uh, and we feel like you could and uh i just kind of had to kick the idea around and i really appreciated their faith in me they had more faith in me than i did and i eventually uh well i was like let's just do it let's let's go ahead and let's I'll just do the best I can. I'll do the best mm -hmm. I can. And uh, I uh, luckily, I uh, half my, well, most of my family is British. So the accent came a bit naturally, but having to sustain that accent and switch to an American as Pete and then go back to Adam and be like angry, but found a way to enjoy the anger kind of a guy as Adam and, uh, it was an interesting shifting process. And, but in a way it was nice because I had to find this center, this core of some sort of gratification to it. Otherwise 
at spirit, it would be pointless. I, I, I always have to know at spirit, it's, it, it's not a pointless act. It can't just be based on the perimeter, the outside looking in, the, oh, how cool is that? Or the glamour or the lights and camera action, look at you doing a new role. I had to find a reason at spirit. And it was to help me to navigate through like the challenges a human being would have with anger, with resentment, which Adam, the character, has. He's just chosen not the high road. He's chosen to be, uh, he's just chosen to take like a huge power step into his anger and and just do all kinds of acts of power-based decisions on it. And uh, it, it was important, uh, I found, to embrace that because then I know I can navigate it and I can understand if that feeling's swelling up in real life. Oh, I know this feeling, let's navigate around it. Some people aren't aware of certain feelings that swell up, emotions, whatever. This whole acting thing, it's, it's an amazing expedited life experience. And what we learn from life at heart is the most important thing. I'm grateful that I've just kind of become, this is my profession, mm. this art of being human. Well, now, like playing these two roles, how was it? Was it like physically, like emotionally? Like, did it take you down a little bit trying to play two different characters on a show? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I learned this is definitely a, like, this is a job. This is like mm. working it. I learned that. And especially with the schedule, we, we had to fit in so much, so much in one day. And literally, this is front burner on two, two fronts of the story. And I was doing massive scenes, uh, like a handful of massive scenes each day. Uh, and having to switch gears like that a bit was, it was, uh, it definitely, I, I realized afterwards that I'd been running on reserve for quite a while. I, I it was like adrenaline when you have a drone. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's like a chronic adrenaline kind of a, but I'm just happy I got through it and I feel good about it. That's awesome. And especially these times of days with like all the COVID protocols and everything, it's got to be even more like exhausting, like on you. Yeah. As a person. Yeah, it's true. It was, yeah, it was pretty exhausting. It was good. We were safe about all the protocols, but even another layer of something to be attentive to uh, all the time. Um, I'm just so happy everyone was safe through it. And we, we had all the right protocols. The team is awesome. Everybody is awesome. Awesome. So yeah, let's talk about your new holiday movie, uh, The Magic. How exciting was it to be filming something like this, especially for the holidays? It was, it's nice. Yeah, it was. That story is a really nice, gratifying. Little, it goes a little deeper. Gets a little bit. Um, it's just a very keeping it real kind of a Christmas movie. Uh, a lot of people have had a loss in their life and uh, Christmas movies can be a bit, I mean, they're, I love Christmas movies. Let's not go wrong with that. I mean, right. I love them. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? They're just good, feel good and they're cozy and they, they remind you to have that good spirit. And um, what was interesting about the magic is it's like you end up with even more, um, it, it it carries even more value the Christmas spirit because it's it kind of starts you off with this uh, below neutral like far below neutral sort of a uh, 
like a loss at heart, empty hearted, uh, you, you, you're dipped very far into this cynicism uh, through this role, this character that he, uh, he kind of gave up on, I guess, heart, on warmth, on love. He just kind of gave up on it and he said, screw it, I'm just gonna be fighting. I'm just gonna take this resentment, this bitterness, this anger and use it in the courtroom and be a, I'm gonna kill it as a litigator, as an attorney. And, and he does, he does, he's a great attorney and he found a good outlet for that feeling. Um, but he didn't balance his life. He's, he, he needs that warmth, that heart. He needs that Christmas spirit and uh, he, he, uh, through the process of this movie, it's very touching because he'd lost his, his sisters when he was young and, and it goes into a supernatural notion where they, uh, he, he actually, as he opens up his heart, as he opens up, he actually can sense beyond what's his mundane life. Um, and he can sense that there's more to it and he actually feels their presence and that grows as the story goes. And I don't want to give spoilers, but it's very nice how it unfolds. And uh, he comes into this opened realization and it's very touching. It's got, it's, it's, uh, it'll make you laugh and it'll make you cry and it'll make you uh, open your mind to greater understanding overall. We uh, so Gregory was involved in this too. He wrote it and directed it. How did he approach you to come on to do this project? And how many times did you read the script before you decided you were going to do it? I uh, I think we it happened so fast. Like Gregory wrote it in literally less than two weeks. Wow! Uh, all of a sudden, he's like, you know what? I think I think you're going to do a movie in between the movies you're doing right now. And because uh, <laughs> I had a Lifetime movie, I just. Uh, just wrapped and then I had uh, the movie the survive the game the action movie with Bruce Willis I was coming right up two weeks after wrapping the lifetime movie mm. and within those two weeks we shot the magic wow yeah so I barely I just read it through it once we did a table read once uh, and I was like damn this is nice this is a good job like it was he's a genius writing it that quick and it, it was touching like that I did a pass of a few things to it and uh but not nothing too significant and uh and then we just went ahead and shot it and uh as soon as I really learned the script we were already filming it and uh and then it was done and then I went in then I went off to film the uh action film with uh Bruce and Chad and everyone uh James over in Puerto Rico right after that but uh it was kind of cool cuz Gregory just thought, I'm going to do this. We're doing it. And all of a sudden it was actually happening. It's really cool how he does that. Um, yeah. And it came out really touching. Uh, D'Ambrosio twins did amazing. Alejandro did amazing. Brandon did amazing. Precious did amazing. Every, it was like, truly it came together like magic. <laughs> so the name, it really suits everything getting together just like magic. It, it's, so so, so this was filmed like in two weeks. Like how many hours a day were you on set to try to get this movie wrapped up so quickly? It was 12, 12 hours a day. Wow. Wow. That's great. So now the listeners, the viewers can find this on Amazon, on Amazon VOD, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. But, yep, Prime VOD. 
Um, now you mentioned uh, the Bruce Willis movie. Tell us a little bit about that. That was a lot of fun. I, a girl, the bad guy, big bad guy. I read. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was a trip to play the um, as James, the director. He uh, he said you're the big bad, um, and that was the role I was playing. Um, it was interesting to play that role and be a bit younger than they initially had thought, but they thought that they actually saw some work that I'd, I'd already done by that point as Adam on the paint stuff. And uh, they definitely liked the idea and went ahead with it and cast me. And I really am grateful for that. And it was even to bend the uh, initial idea of the role a bit, which is a huge compliment as an actor to be accepted and have people have faith in you like that. And uh, yeah, so I, I ended up doing this role where I'm, I'm, in a, I'm with this actor that I've always looked up to and I'm the one hunting him down. It's crazy. I literally, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like a bucket list check. Uh, call Bruce Willis cupcake um, check. <laughs> like in a movie. <laughs> It was crazy. I was like, oh, man. But I was uh, as respectful as possible that I could be towards, you know, Bruce, who deserves the utmost respect, of course. And, and uh, I didn't know what to expect in return. I didn't want to expect anything particular. And, of course, if we're playing rivals, he doesn't have to be nice to me. And he can just call it, you know, character or whatever. Hmm. But he, he was kind. He was honorable. He looked me directly in the eyes. We shook hands, we pounded, we, we hugged between takes and everything. Like, and he was very solid, very solid person to work with. And that was so meaningful for me. Uh, my, my dad used to play his movies uh, all the time when I was a kid and I looked up to him and I always liked him as an action star who I felt like he kept it real as an actor. Uh, particularly him. So I looked up to that. I'm like, damn, there's no way I can't believe what he's doing or feeling. He just yeah. keeps it real and he's an action star and he's keeping it real. And I like this guy. And here, lo and behold, I'm, I've, I've done a movie. We shared the screen together. Things just manifest and it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm so grateful for that. So, so you mentioned that you were younger, you watched a couple of his movies. Gotta ask you, Die Hard, Christmas movie or what? Yeah, it's yeah, it's Christmas movie. <laughs> a lot of people don't like remember the fact that that's a Christmas movie, right? And then, uh, but it is. It's it's a badass Christmas movie that's for right. sure. Got to got to do one of those sometime. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so, what's next for you now for twenty twenty two? Any other like projects you could tell us about? Give us a little a uh, little spoiler. Well, there's a project I just wrapped on called Breakout, um, director of the Bruce movie. Okay. Uh, James, he actually produced Breakout. And uh, yeah, I have a front burner role in that. And it's, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it's a good, it's an action film, but it's got a lot of heart. So mm. it's a perfect blend of what I really like. Action is fun. Having a lot of heart is very gratifying. It was the perfect blend. And I, I feel like it came together just better than anyone could have expected, including me. Uh, and I'm just, yeah, I'm grateful that it just 
everything was elevated. Like everything came together. Uh, the director and producers, Brandon Slagle, director, producers, James Colombrese, Jared, uh, they're all, they're all very, very happy about it. And I'm, I'm extremely happy. Devaney, uh, Jared first. Um, everyone's happy about it. And uh, it was nice to feel that gratification as we went through the process. Uh, Louis Mandalore plays my dad in it. We, uh, we opened up the movie with a heartfelt scene. Brandon wanted to set the tone. He uh, decided to make kind of the, the, the deepest scene, the first one. And that helped to kind of set the tone for every other scene, which, which turned out a great choice. Uh, it was great. Uh, it was just right on into this very emotional roller coaster of a scene to out of just the first day working on it. And, and that kind of uh, helped everyone to kind of, it, it just established the, the whole process and the process was, was all meant to be everything, even the action stuff. It had a lot of heart motivation. It wasn't just action for no reason all the time. And it was like, there's a lot of motivation to everything, everything. Uh, and I'm really grateful for being that. Yeah, it's called Breakout. Uh, my role, there's a lot of, uh, he gets into trouble, he goes to prison, and mm -hmm. dad, you know, and there's this whole kind of dangerous explosions and all this weapons and stuff. And we were, of course, very safe about it. It was all just props completely. Everything was checked. Everything was very done with the best protocols, which was important. But that was a great time. So that's that's coming up. That'll be released later this year. Oh, then, well, 2022 next year. Um, and then uh, and then with the same team, there's another project uh, slated. I, I can't mention about, but uh, that'll be that'll be filming next year. So I'm excited for that too. That's awesome. You mentioned Louis Mandalore, a fellow Greek. Got to work with him. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he he's great. He, he, uh, him and I connected really well, his father and son. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. Great times. Um, Brian Krause played the, uh, villain in it and there was a whole exchange there too. It was great. Everyone was great in it. That's awesome. Uh, lastly, uh, well, first of all, we got to thank, uh, Gregory for getting this interview, uh, taken care of with Marcos too, our, another fellow Greek. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, but uh, uh, for Spartans, we get we get shit done. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, how can the listeners and the viewers find you on uh, social media? Uh, my handle is Christos K R I S T O S, and that's for Instagram. That's for Twitter, Facebook. Christos Andrews. That's again K R I S T O S. Christos. Christos was with. This was great. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Elias. Appreciate it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.